good afternoon. Welcome to another episode of Logan's Devotions. It's great to be together. Wonderful to open up God's Word for another day and see what he has to say. We're turning through to Luke chapter 9 again, but before I read our passage, as always, let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for your word, which is both rich and true and a blessing to our souls. As we feed upon it now, we ask that you would encourage our hearts, that we might delight in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Luke chapter 9, picking up at verse 37. On the next day, when they had come down from the mountain, a great crowd met him. And behold, a man from the crowd cried out, Teacher, I beg you to look at my son, for he is my only child. And behold, a spirit seizes him, and he suddenly cries out. It convulses him so that he foams at the mouth and shatters him, and will hardly leave him. And I begged your disciples to cast it out, but they could not. Jesus answered, O faithless and twisted generation, how long am I to be with you and bear with you? Bring your son here. While he was coming, the demon threw him to the ground and convulsed him. But Jesus rebuked the unclean spirit and healed the boy and gave him back to his father. And all were astonished at the majesty of God. But while they were all marveling at everything he was doing, Jesus says to his, said to his disciples, Let these words sink into your ears. The Son of Man is about to be delivered into the hands of men. Yesterday we were up on the mountain with Jesus and his special little conference, for lack of a better word, with Moses and Elijah and his three trusty disciples, Peter, James, and John. And now we've come down the other side of the mountain. If you go up the mountain, eventually you have to come back down. And so the true is, same is true for Jesus and his disciples. And they come down to a, a perplexing discovery. A crowd. A father and the other nine disciples. And kind of mayhem. In one of the other Gospels, we discover the disciples and the teachers of the law and the Pharisees all having a big argument. But that's not here. We're just faced with a man. Yes, a great crowd, but in specific, a man in the crowd with a poor son. We've ran into many people like this in the Gospel of Luke, haven't we? People who are burdened under the effects of a cursed and fallen world. People who are in the grip of the devil, suffering by his hand. We remember that at the beginning of chapter 9, that Jesus had said to the disciples that they have power and authority to cure diseases and to cast out demons. And they went out and did that. Now, at the end of chapter 9, almost, we find ourselves in a situation where there's nine disciples and one little boy with an evil spirit and they can't cast it out. There's one exasperated father who desperately wants his son to be cured and who comes with a very critical attitude of the disciples. And we have one Jesus who's dissatisfied, you might say. Exasperated, maybe. What does he say? Jesus hears the heart cry of this father. Jesus looks at the crowd. 
Jesus looks at the disciples. Jesus looks at the teachers of the law. And Jesus cries out, O faithless and twisted generation, how long am I to be with you and bear with you? Bring your son here. It's a, it's a heart cry, all right, isn't it? Why does Jesus, looking at you, now the you is plural, so not just the father, but the you is everyone. Why does he look at you and say, faithless and twisted generation? Well, for the disciples, the problem is, for some reason, they couldn't cast the spirit out even though they had been given the authority to do so. Why? Uh, is it because they've taken their eye off the, G off the Jesus who had given them authority? Remember, they went forth in the power and authority of Christ to do the work of Christ for the sake of Christ's glory. Well, it's the Father because, as we're told in the other Gospels, he didn't really have the faith to believe that it was possible. He says to Jesus, if it's possible, would you cast this evil spirit out? It's the crowds who turned up for a good show. It's the Pharisees who love to argue. And it's you and I, because so often we have completely the wrong idea about Jesus Christ. And that's, that's really what this is all about. It's striking, isn't it? How long must I bear with you? And we want to think to ourselves, that's right, Jesus, you get them. You tell them what's up. They're a bunch of Muppets. They clearly miss the point. We kind of love it when Jesus chastises the crowd, don't we? We kind of love it when we hear Jesus say, woe is you. Woe is you, Pharisees. Woe is you. And yet are we very different? You see, the whole point here is that Jesus doesn't have to put up with them very long. He's going somewhere. He's going to Jerusalem. Jesus heals this boy, but it comes at a great cost. You see, the disciples wanted a kingdom of power here and now. But Jesus was showing them that his kingdom was a kingdom of death, as we saw a couple of times ago. And it gets highlighted for us again. Why is it that in the midst of everyone marveling at the glory of God, Jesus says to them, let these words sink into your ears. The Son of Man is about to be delivered into the hands of men. Why does he say that? Because it's through his death upon the cross that this little child is set free from the works of the devil. As we've seen over and over again, Luke is taking us somewhere. He's taking Theophilus somewhere. He's highlighting for us that freedom from the devil and sin and the flesh comes at the cost of the life of Jesus Christ. And we're going to move forward in Luke over the next few weeks, and we're going to see time after time after time again, people missing the point. Crowds, lawyers, disciples, almost everybody is going to miss the point. But God reveals this truth to you today that Jesus Christ came to die that you might be set free from sin and from the works of the devil do you believe that 
because that's what he did here. That's what this is pointing to. It's pointing out to Theophilus, to you and to I, that the only way we get free from the problems of this world is through the death, the vicarious death of the Lord Jesus Christ. Will you accept that? And if you do accept it, boast in nothing else but the death, the resurrection, and the life of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for the salvific work of Christ upon that cross. We thank you that he continues to reign today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.